This is the 77 WABC minicast. Yep. And I understand, Rita, we got uh, all the way from... Uh, from uh, Boston, uh, all over the place in Massachusetts, we have Professor Alan Dershowitz, who is joining us now, of, of course, the great Harvard Law School Professor Emeritus. Uh, his new book is War Against the Jews. Professor Dershowitz, uh, first, let's get to the big stuff with President Trump today. Huge hearing on immunity. Yeah. He says... The president has full immunity uh, no matter what. The other side says, no, he has no immunity. Uh, where, do, where do you stand? Well, first, I'm too smart to be in Massachusetts. It's too cold. I'm in where Florida. are you now? I'm in Florida. You oh, know, you didn't tell a, us. Wait a minute, like everybody else. <laughs> there's a law. If you're Jewish and you're 85 years old, you have to go to Miami. So ah, I'm in Miami. Oh, lucky I'm you. So I, I, listen, I listen to the arguments today. And both sides uh, uh, overstated their position. Uh, so the uh, government, uh, through Jack Smith, argued that there's no immunity whatsoever as long as he's no longer president of the United States. That's an absurd view. That means whatever the president does or says uh, can be later used to prosecute him after he leaves office. No president would ever, ever do anything if he knew he could be prosecutor after he left office. So that's way, way, way too far. The other side said total, total and complete complete immunity. And they asked him a hard question. What if he has the, you know, uh, the Navy SEALs go and kill his political opponent? Of course, that wouldn't be covered. So here's what I predict is going to happen. I think the Court of Appeals is going to affirm the lower court, and that is deny him any immunity whatsoever. Then it'll go to the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court takes the case, they will give him some immunity for acts that are presidential, but not immunity for acts that are outside of the presidential activities. Now, how to make that distinction is going to be a hard one, because everything a president does is in some ways presidential, uh, even running for office. And the hard question is, if he believed, and he honestly did, even though he was wrong, that the election was stolen from him, and he has a job under the Constitution to enforce the laws, then maybe he had the right to complain about the laws not being enforced. So I suspect the Supreme Court will split the difference. But right now, the two arguments, both of which were quite good from a professional point of view, both overstated their positions, probably because their clients wanted them to overstate their positions. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, they came out and said, just like you were saying, um, that, yes, he believes, and this is, again, Trump's position, that it's his job to make sure elections are protected. Uh, so yeah. it, there's a lot of the well, it's, it's in the Constitution, isn't it? It, it is, it's, but he's saying the they're saying he stretched it. It and, is in the Constitution, isn't it, Professor? Well, it's in the Constitution. It doesn't say precisely what acts are or are not covered by immunity. But I think the Supreme Court will find that at least some of the acts that are in the indictment uh, were covered. Uh, can I get to another subject for one second? Only Absolutely. Newest disclosures from the Epstein file, again, completely exculpate me. They, they include an email from a woman named Sharon Churcher, who was a journalist for a British tabloid, in which she says, you know, we know Dershowitz, there's no proof he did anything wrong, but put him in your book. He's famous. He did the Von Bulow case. They made a movie about him. And so if you put him in the book, you'll help sell the book, even though he did nothing wrong. And so she puts me in the book. But she puts me in the book as someone who she did not have sex with. Uh, and so here we have the smoking gun. How did it start? People ask me all the time, how did you get framed? 
Well, now we have the smoking gun email from Sharon Churcher, and she has another statement on a recording later in which she said she now knows I'm completely innocent and did nothing wrong. So I've been completely um, by these uh, newly disclosed information, which I saw it right from the beginning. From day one, I said I want everything revealed. If there's a videotape, I waive my privacy. I want everything revealed. And finally, these documents. I, I guess I'm not famous because I'm not. I'm not in the book. <laughs> well, the, believe me, it could happen. It could happen sometime. And remember, the woman who accused me has now said that she now realizes, she now understands that she may well have mistaken me for someone else. Wow. And so uh, I have been, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and she says the matter is over. And as far as I'm concerned, the matter is over. And so I'm moving on. But people still, Temple Emanuel still won't have me. They uh, have canceled me. A big synagogue in Miami named Beth Am uh, was supposed to speak there next, next month. They canceled me. Because of this dump, they say, my name is on the list, and therefore I must be guilty. That's what Senator McCarthy used to say. He would hold up a list and say, I have 47 people in the State Department who are communists. And that's what Temple Beth Am said. I'm on the list, but they didn't read the list. They didn't see that I'm on the list proving my innocence. And yet they still canceled my speech. And uh, at Professor Dershowitz, before we let you go, speaking of the list... Um, there's a lot of calls now for the Harvard corporate board um, to maybe uh, be pushed aside. Resign. Resign. Exactly. Uh, and Bill Ackman, of course, the big hedge fund guy, and a lot of people yeah. are saying, you know, after the whole Claudine Gay, uh, you look at the list, it's kind of an interesting who's who of a number of people. I'm looking at it here. Um, you know, one of them's, you know, a treasurer, one's a former CEO of Amex. There's a lot of interesting names on here. Your thoughts about that? And is it time to get tough on these crazy protesters that are blocking the Holland Tunnel and the bridge well, is all over? Come on. They're committing an insurrection. They want to overthrow the government. Their goal is not they don't care about the Palestinians. These are old fashioned, hardline communists. They now call themselves democratic socialists. Uh, they want to overthrow our government. And they're using the Palestinians as an excuse for that. And they are blocking access to the law. And the insurrection definition in the law is includes blocking access and denying people their rights. And anybody who wants to go home to be with their family for dinner is being denied their rights when these people block their access. So, yes, they should be arrested. And, yes, they... They, you know, they are as much insurrectionists, at the very least, as what President Trump was accused of doing when he made a speech on on, uh, January 6th. So let's have one standard for everybody, uh, including the Harvard board. That's we live in a world which doesn't believe in a single standard. And we have to have a single standard for everybody. Well, thank you, uh, Professor Dershowitz. Uh, Next Sunday, I already taped it. I have... uh... Attorney General Bill Barr, and he was an attorney general 30 years ago, and he was an attorney general just a few years ago. So he's going to tell us the difference between the law 30 years ago and the law today. And thank you, Professor. And uh, we, we, we hope we bring America back to where it's supposed to be. With your help, we will. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Professor.